Welcome to Season 2 of the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. We are all about supporting the health and fitness of family caregivers and everyone else who wants to live better and stronger physically and emotionally. Our podcast is brought to you by GLD Enterprises Communications with our thanks to other sponsors and the guests who support our mission of improved health. You can learn more and send us your questions and comments on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Old Nerd Fitness. And of course, our blog at oldnerdinthegym.com. Now let's get started with this episode of the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast with your hosts, Jerry Deer and Julie Barth. Hello, welcome to the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast. I'm here with Jerry Deer. Who are you? I don't remember. It's been such a while since we had a podcast. Who are you again? Uh, you are Julie Barth, and you are our producer and engineer, and you're making all this stuff work. What's the holidays? Nobody knows who they are. But it's We are coming up on the holidays, which is why we have a very special guest today, which is uh, Jessie Whitesell, and she's going to tell us all about herself in just a minute. But first... These messages, we are coming to you live and direct, well, you're hearing this recorded, but right now we're alive, from the um, main branch of the Dayton Metro Library, Library, downtown Dayton, Ohio, the big fancy new conference rooms and such, and we're in one of those and having a good time in here, and we have an audience occasionally, apparently, they're having a good time. Um, Yeah, we're kind of like a Macy's window in here. (laughs) We should, like... Just we keep like, sawing a tree like a bear at the Schuster Center. The, yeah, just do go. that all over again. We'll do the Christmas <laughs> windows. Well, this is kind of one of our holiday pieces, and we're going to talk about some neat stuff. But, you know, I, I thought of a great ending for the Night Before Christmas story, you know, the, the poem. Okay. And it goes like this. Do I want to know what this is? Well, when Santa, you know, Santa <laughs> leaves all the stuff, and then he goes back up, finger beside of his nose, and he goes up the chimney, right? But he leaves all the stuff. But when you find it the next day, you find there's a lot of food. And after the food, it goes like this. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but 10 extra pounds on hip, thigh, and rear. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I don't think you have to wait till the night before Christmas for that. You get that the day after Thanksgiving. And, oh, that's, no, I can't do that one. <laughs> my Black Friday sale was 14 extra pounds. 14 extra pounds, that's what you got for, how much did it cost you? <laughs> Probably quite a bit, depending on what you ate. Do you know what happened to the man who stole an advent calendar? I do not no. know. What he got 25 there? days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> who delivers presents to baby sharks at Christmas? <laughs> do we get to do this? Either song? one of you? Do we get to do the song? What? Baby, baby shark? shark? Oh, God, not again. Please don't. <laughs> to baby sharks. Baby I'm... sharks. Who delivers presents uh, to baby sharks at Christmas? Baby Santa. Sharky Santa? I don't know. Not even close. Jaws. Jesse? I'm without a thought. Not going to do it? Christmas Jaws. Santa Santa Jaws. Jaws. There you go. Santa I caught up with it a little too late. (laughs) (laughs) What do they sing at a snow... They're not getting better. No, they're not. What do they sing at a snowman's birthday party? A snowman's birthday party? Yeah. (laughs) I actually like this one, but I can't... I hope I say it right. This is all audio. Nobody can see what I'm doing here. Freeze uh, a jolly good fellow. Freeze. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more. Okay. okay, one more. Let's see. This is terrible. Uh, what? <laughs> can't do that one. Um, what is the best Christmas present in the world? 
love and peace and joy on earth. Oh, please. That's what the end of the Hallmark movie you know, this is a, make you think. Yes, they also said it's a happy ending and nobody ever gets a credit card bill. So no, that's not happening. That's true. No idea? Peace and love. Everybody's saying that peace and love and world peace, you know, all that. Nope. It's a broken drum. You just can't beat it. You can't do that if you get a broken drum. <laughs> Although that's a rim shot, so it's, it's okay if it's put broken. put a real one in there. You may. Well, we do have, I should have warned you, if you listen, there are some sound effects that go in here. Oh, so maybe I'll, nice. I'll probably get a trombone wah yeah, at some point wah, in this. Yeah, you might get a wah, wah, wah for that one. So, <laughs> so what is the weirdest Thanksgiving tradition you have? Or Christmas tradition the your family has? Thanksgiving tradition. What's the weirdest one? I don't know that we have any weird ones. My dad's birthday is Christmas Eve, so some of our... He has the tradition of not getting any gifts with Christmas wrapping or combination presents. Because he doesn't want them? He refuses to... Uh, he wants his birthday to be a separate event. So I he doesn't want that. Christmas wrapping. He doesn't want a present that's supposed to be for his birthday and for Christmas. So I don't know if that's a tradition, but it's sort of a weird Christmas rule Okay. that we have. So it's a rule because your dad's birthday is Christmas Eve. It's his rule. He, he wants it us. separate. Yes. Two different things. I guess because growing up. Well, that know, would kind of suck. Would, yeah. I mean, if you're. It would be the worst if you were a child. Yeah. If you were really looking forward to that. Yeah. So he's made a rule my whole life growing up that there are no combination gifts. And his Chris, his birthday gift shall not be in Christmas wrap. Okay, <laughs> then. That's to be separate paper. Do you have one, Jesse? I don't know that we have any, uh, per se, strange or weird traditions. Um, A tradition that I really enjoy that my husband and I started with our family of three. We have three um, pretty much teenagers at this point, 16, 13, and 11 and a half. She's going on 20. So (laughs) we hike on Thanksgiving Day because, gratefully so, my sister hosts a very large event, her family um, I'm going to guess there's maybe 60 people that come to her home. Oh, my goodness. It is very large, the family she married into, and very loving and wonderful. Um, but uh, we, you know, just bring some sides. So I'm not in the kitchen all day. So we started the tradition of hiking with the family. Oh, that's nice. And I really, like, we look forward to it. It's good. It's a good mm. day. Nice. Do you ever end up hiking in the snow then? Um, not at Thanksgiving, but no. yes. We don't have a right. lot of snow. In the, yeah, it doesn't happen that much, does it? I don't know. Well, we had snow a couple of weeks ago, and that was like the beginning of November. Amen. I started when I was a little kid. For whatever reason, I decided I wanted to open a coconut every Christmas Eve. Interesting. Like I'd make my mom buy like a fresh a real coconut. deal. Coconut. Yeah, you had to, so like, you waited till winter, which is probably the most difficult time. Oh no, of it's actually that's where we them. we had a lot of them, but they, really? they don't have the case on them, so they're already cut. All you have to do is like, well, they didn't pre-saw them like they do now. When if you get a whole coconut, it's got like a ridge around it where you can just whack it and no it'll come way. apart. Yeah. It wasn't they like that. They prefab coconuts now? Yeah, so I would get dad's drill, and I would like drill <laughs> the that. eyes out of it so I could dump the milk out. Yum. And then Yum. break it all up and, and it just Fresh hammer away out of it until I got it open. Yeah. I used to huh. drive my... So how old were you when you were doing that? Maybe seven or eight. Just really curious about a coconut. A, yeah. I guess so. And then it became a tradition. It was a thing. And yeah. I haven't done it in a long time, but I, I thought about doing it again this year just because it's weird. Yeah. Well, I used to always buy my dad a... I don't know if it was purposely a tradition, but... We would somebody in the family would oh there's seven of us whoa uh, seven kids and somebody would always buy him chocolate covered cherries as one of his birth- Aww, birthday my grand gifts, so that's he would cool share those. my grandfather always received those at Christmas so that reminds me of Christmas as well just well the holidays are definitely upon us I just thought yeah. of a weird tradition okay um, see, my one. family is Italian my maiden name was Buenacore. 
and my father's family uh, from Brooklyn and Long Island, um, all the traditional foods. My mother, German, her last name was Wolf, learned how to make a banging lasagna. Mm. And so as a child, Christmas meant lasagna, yeah. and so did Thanksgiving. That is unusual. We always had a lasagna. But definitely Italian. Yeah, definitely. always, right? So, so do you have like a ham and lasagna? Oh, yeah, you, sure. have to. you have to. Have yeah, everything. and I don't eat gluten or cheese or... So everything that a lasagna is, <laughs> right. a little bit of tomato, that's yeah. all that's left. You could maybe use like some zucchini noodles or something yeah. in You there. could, yes. yeah. Delicious, yes. Do something I like that. that, Julie. My mom is trying to get me to eat strange things. That I'm not used to. Nothing strange about a zucchini. They're carb-free. I don't think zucchinis are supposed to be stringy like that, though. Like, putting it through that, that's not... Sp- like a ribbon like that? That's not spaghetti. It's <laughs> it's like a gourd. It shouldn't be eaten at all. It's very strange. Okay, speaking of food, yes. <laughs> this is what we're here for. So, Jesse, I'm going to have you tell us a little bit about yourself. Let the folks know what you do and what you have why you do it and we'll, we'll have questions for you along the way okay sounds and we great. have some other interesting questions for you as we get going what what did you is there something i missed no no all right do, do i have a so, question on my face did, you did look like oh. you had a question so um you don't you miss a lot not having a video of this so go ahead tell us about yourself sounds great so i guess um basically i started a business uh, about nine years ago it will be um or it was. It was nine years this August. Um, I started Jesse Weitzel Health and Wellness, and I work as I call it the umbrella of a wellness consultant. I am a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, certified behavioral specialist, certified autoimmune paleo coach, um, and fitness nutritionist. So um, I have a lot of different hats that I wear. I work one-on-one with folks um, independently, uh, creating, you know, um, action steps and plans to get healthier. Um, sometimes I coach them and train them. Sometimes I am just their personal trainer, um, or I am just their health coach. I do speaking engagements. I talk to teams about nutrition, you know, how to fuel athletically for your events, um, continually, you know, and then families, you know, how do you, how do you go out of town for a hockey tournament for the weekend? Mm. And, and not eat like crap. And not eat like crap, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. we talk a lot about coolers and packing and those kinds of things. So And all that lands on prep. Yeah. It's oh yeah. The forethought and like making plan. Absolutely. So yes, preparation is a big topic in what I do. So who's who's your who's your customer? Who who's the kind of client that you get the most? Interesting question. Um I used to think it was women, but um which I really kind of Obviously, being a woman myself, um, you know, kind of prided myself that I mostly work with women. But I do see a lot of men as well, Um, typically women or men between the ages of 30 and 55. um, I I work uh, oftentimes even with couples who are, you know, they're trying to make their whole home healthier, not just, you know, a female herself, but maybe the husband and wife because they're trying to model behaviors for their children. Well, so, I think that's best too if you just have the entire household be yes following the same thing. Then you don't have you know this is the cupboard I don't look in because that's where all the things that everyone else is eating. That's is. touchy subject <laughs> right there, right? Because I do have clients who come to see me and no one else in the home is trying to do what they do. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to create the 
behavioral change. They're not trying to create healthier habits. Do you find that's typical that it's one or two people in a household that are actually doing it and everybody else is like, you're crazy. Why are you doing that? That's what I got a few years ago. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, I do see that often. Well, it's easier if everyone is for support, I'm sure, like emotionally and physically not having those temptations are as helpful, I'm sure. Absolutely. And if you can start in the families when the children are young, then they don't even know that a change is occurring. It's just all they've ever known, right? Mm -hmm. So my kids don't know that you make smoothies without spinach, (laughs) right? Right. That's the first ingredient that goes in with the ice and the liquid so that the greens get blended up. You know, I mean, you don't even realize they're there after you put everything else in. But and if kids are always shown that, you know, Mm -hmm. if you begin modeling these behaviors, once you bring the child into the home, then that's all they know. They don't know anything differently, you know, like anything else you get as a as a kid. I mean, it's if it's if it's McDonald's every night, then that's what you're going to stay with because that's your life. Mm-hmm. If they don't know that broccoli is not a regular thing, you know, right. that's their regular food, so they don't think it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, is that one of the hardest things? Is is the change of, uh, I mean, because I can tell you from my personal experience is just getting a different mindset about it. Absolutely. I think mindset is is the biggest work that I do, is getting into people's heads that they have the possibility and the opportunity to create change. And once you believe that, once you believe that you are in total control of your decisions and that you have choices daily that you make, um, that's when, when true change occurs. And when, when we're looking to create behavioral change, behavioral change really happens when you align it with your identity. When you, and that's kind of a big concept. Um, when you start, you know, you're not practicing at the change, you are the change. So when you get your behavior to align with who you are, your identity, Mm -hmm. I am the healthy person. I am the person who orders water at the restaurant. I am the person who carries the water bottle. I am the person who walks first thing in the morning. And, And that becomes your identity then you are not practicing, you are just being, you are being that Mm -hmm. person. So you think that people often feel like it's such a big change that they can't be that person, that they feel like that that's hard? Is that what a lot of getting their, that mind shift we were talking about, is that that part of that? I think so. And I think think oftentimes too, in in my work with clients, um, overwhelm is a really big concept that we tend to talk about a lot because everyone wants to create this change immediately. And so they decide, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be, I'm healthy now. So, you know, I'm eating salads every day and I'm, you know, running six miles every day. And then, you know, I get home from work and I need Mm -hmm. to do my lifting and I'm cutting out carbs and, you know, they're putting on X, Y, and Z times five and it's too much. That's very hard to sustain over time, I'm sure. It is. Yeah, you can't keep that going. I think that's something that women especially do. They'll be like, I'm doing this thing for, you know, the next two weeks. I'm going to be very gung-ho about it. The fad people, the the ones that are pushing all the fads and the the diets and this and this gizmo, if you buy this, you're going to lose 40 pounds or whatever, they zero in on that Mm -hmm. self-esteem issue, that, that, what would you call it, a kind of a, the the way that, that you're that insecurity about it mm-hmm. and feeling like you want to make that change and, and they're promising it'll happen overnight. You know, you see the people mm-hmm. in the Bowflex commercials and they're already buffed right, up. Right. They didn't do that on that thing. No, I mean, come no. on. And they didn't Certainly do it Certainly not overnight. in 14 days. No, not in 14 days. <laughs> so what I like to do is ask clients to hone in on one particular action that they feel confident that they could start 
doing. Mm-hmm. And it's not about stopping anything initially. Okay. Let's not stop. Let's start. Okay. Right? It's easier to start. Add something in. Yes. And then yes. something else will drop off naturally. Absolutely. You have okay. to, re- you know, you, you replace that behavior with a new behavior. And so once you start adding, you then can stack those action steps and so then slowly but surely, maybe old behaviors mm-hmm. kind of slip away and you're redefining and, you know, your, your day. And we look at a lot of like daily habits and, you know, action stacking like that. And, you know, we, um, there's a huge philosophy. It's kind of a paradigm that I talk about, about be, do, and have. And, you know, everyone wants their goal right the outcome everybody has this vision of what their goal and their outcome is but you know if if we're so focused on a goal then then we're done this right. is a lifestyle you know you talk about the sprint and the marathon yeah so rather than looking at goals let's look at systems because right. systems don't ever end and so aligning that behavior with your identity um you know we all want the have the be do have if i'm the teenager and I have the hair, and I have the clothes, and there. I have the Jeep, That's right? Mm-hmm. Right? Then I, if I have all the right stuff, then everyone will love me. Then I be the guy, you know, yeah. I do the things, and I be the guy, and everybody <laughs> likes me. But right. if you kind of look at it like be, if you just show up and you be who you want to be, and you decide right now, that's who I am. I am I am that healthy person. I have made that decision. Mm-hmm. Then you do the things that a healthy person does, and then you have the results that you're seeking. Right. So it's a big concept, and we t- I tend to talk about it in almost every session with clients um, because it just it's it comes up every time. So we hear a lot about. Did you? I'm sorry. Were you I was just going to say you break that down into like achievable goals over time. I assume absolutely, so and they do the work. It can be intimidating. Be the, like the I'm smaller milestones. That yes, yeah. hit that mark right. and then go on to the next one, and that mark is already established, but it doesn't go away. Absolutely, it's maintained you build, the whole you build, time. So you I think get a lot of foundation. A lot of people try to tell you that you hit that mark and now you're done with it. You move on to the next thing. It doesn't work like that. They end up overlapping over yes. time, right? Yes, and okay. you got to keep building, right? Building on top of that. And don't right. let those bottom foundations slip away. That's so true. So we hear a lot about the, I'm always cynical when I hear somebody call themselves a coach. It's yeah. like go in and look at okay. it because Love you, it. you yeah. pay the money, you read the thing, you pay the money and somebody gives you this thing that you put on your website and now you're a coach. Right. So what is it to you to coach somebody and the various things that you do? What, what is it you're doing to people? Great question. Um, the very, my very favorite part of my work is the relationship that uh, the client and I create. Uh, It's very client-centered work. I never, ever, ever tell a client what to do as far as the health coaching, uh, personal training, yes. You know, lift the kettlebell over your head, bend your elbows, 90-degree angle, yes. But the health coaching. (laughs) Give me 50. I never tell clients what to do because it's not my life. It's their life. It's their lifestyle. It's their, you know, they know if they're working third shift or nine to five, father Mm -hmm. of six or whatnot. You know, they have to construct these action steps and they know what they're doing and what they're not doing. They know how they're feeling, right? They know if they're not hydrating, they know if they're sleeping too much or not sleeping enough or spending too much time watching television. I don't know these things. I don't know these details. So it's very client-centered work in that approach. Um, And that is my favorite part of the work is developing that relationship with them. And when you say coach, you know, that is so interesting because I really don't do anything. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I am there. I am their sounding board. Um, sometimes I, you know, part of the work that is, um, it, it can get uncomfortable at times because mm-hmm. they get in their own way. And I have to reflect that right back to them and show them how, and I do it for my own self, right? I mean, we all do that. We are, we're the only thing that gets in our way, right? And so I have to reflect that back to them at times. So it can get a little, you know, confrontational in that regard. Um, And it's very... Sometimes you have to tell them some things they don't really want to admit to themselves. Right. And they they probably know it, right? I think maybe those six sodas every day are (laughs) probably a stumbling block here. Mm -hmm. Yes, so true. So true. And so that is intimate. And the relationship that I create with the client gets very intimate. And I appreciate that part of the work a lot. And my clients do too. And they have to trust you. I mean, that you're working in their best interests, not just to keep them on the hook. Oh, so true, right? And trust me and, and recognize that there is such a deep client confidentiality that we hold. You know, I, I cannot share um, what goes on in the session, especially like if I'm working with a spouse. Mm-hmm. And they confide in me about how the other, you know, maybe I'm working with both couples, but only one can show for that session. Right. Um, sometimes that's a really good thing when that happens because I get an understanding of how they may or may not be supporting each other right. and how they may or, you know, be getting in the way of their growth as a family to being healthier. Well, and you probably get into some more personal issues when it's just one-on-one mm-hmm. because there's so many psychological obstacles to being healthy. Yes. That have just been ingrained in you over years. Well, also trying to figure out uh, what what aspects of that relationship are affecting what they're doing in the first place. So true. Because that could be a huge component of that, that right. they don't, maybe they don't even know it. Right. And it'll come out in those times. You know, I know, and I noticed in my own personal life, um, my husband, uh, I didn't know I was going to talk about him today, but he, <laughs> uh, we're high school sweethearts, and he was an athlete as I was in high school, mm-hmm. and he has continued to coach um, a lot of things, especially baseball, and long story short, he, um, I coached these large groups through the Whole30, which is a very common program where you're, it's kind of like an elimination diet. You're eliminating all of the inflammatory foods out of your diet for 30 days. You see how you feel. Then there's a protocol where you add them back in. And so I coach large groups through them and um, it's very effective. We have a lot of fun while we do it. And after maybe six different groups, my husband decided to jump in and try one. (laughs) And he's done three now. And about a year and a half time, he's lost 60 pounds. Wow. And he and I did not know that he even had 60 pounds to to lose. lose. It's all how it's placed. So interestingly (laughs) enough, he he has always supported me in my journey um, completely and would eat whatever I cook and all of those types of things. But he never really walked the walk with me. And I had quite a walk. I have um, one autoimmune disease, uh, which has now become two. Autoimmune diseases are extremely prevalent. And I was on chemotherapy drugs for quite some time and taking just a lot of prescription drugs and getting sicker and sicker. And that's really when this business kind of started it kind of grew. Um, that was actually one of my next questions is okay. what, what this made you decide to do this? Right. So, okay. There's so, always yeah. something, something, everybody right. we talk right. to, there's What's an the event. Yeah, there's, or there's usually 
Yeah. It's either an event or a series of events over yeah. time that have just built, and then they're like, you know and what? There's a snapping point. Yeah. I have to do this or something. Yeah. What, what's your story with that? So that's a great question. And um, yeah, as that story was leading into it, so I was a former, you know, in my career, I was a former eighth grade teacher, um, school counselor, uh, took, a t- took a little time off to have baby one, which is Max, who's now 16. And uh, was going to go right back into the public school system. And we realized that maybe we could financially afford to do me being home for a year, mm-hmm. which I never went back. <laughs> and so baby two, baby three came, Miles and Molly. And in that time, um, I gained 90 pounds with each pregnancy. Wow. And I had never really been overweight in my life at all. Um, and that was hard for me. It was really, really hard for me. I lost mm-hmm. the weight very quickly the first time, not so much second and third. Um, I didn't know how to do it the first time. Uh, I lost it in five pounds or five months, 90 pounds in five months. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't know I didn't know how to do it. Right. So I became educated round two and round three. And um, very luckily, I had an opportunity to work at the YMCA in Springboro. And um, such an interesting story there. I was um, actually I just I was worked in the nursery. Um, here I am, you know, a master's degree, a bachelor's mm-hmm. degree, but I could take my kid. I just had Max, and I could take him with me, and he could stay in the nursery while I could go work out. And if I worked in the nursery for four hours a week, then I got a free family membership. So to me, I thought, okay, well, that makes sense. So I'm singing songs. I'm, like, wiping bottoms and, you know, working (laughs) in the nursery. And I go to clock out one day or in, and a peer, a girlfriend of mine, um, was clocking in or out, and she was a yoga Pilates instructor. And as she walked away, she's beautiful, by the way, beautiful heart. I caught myself, you know, how we have that self-talk, which Mm -hmm. is a huge topic in my work with health coaching. I caught myself saying to myself, wow, I wish I could be like her. Mm -hmm. And it like struck a chord with me, like the hair went up and down my back. And I thought, what is that? Like, what (laughs) what does she have that I don't have? Like, what's she doing that Mm -hmm. I want? So I really had to like assess that and understand where I was coming from. That was deep for me. Like, what is that all about? Do you want to be an instructor? I think you want to be an instructor. (laughs) So I reached out to a fabulous lady who runs the programming there at the Y. She gave me the opportunity to start instructing classes. I became certified in TRX. Um, and cycling and that's kind of where I started was group instructing and I loved it there was this energy about the classes and all of a sudden my classes were you know selling and not selling out but filling up right there wasn't room for my cycling classes and TRX classes and that felt really good I think it boosted my confidence like oh I got this this is great well it's a lot easier when you know you've got a, a group that's really into it yeah the, of course it's full right? room. definitely got the accountability to show up when you know you're gonna have a full class yes. Yes. Too, so. yes yeah so that felt great and then um, feedback was you should become a certified personal trainer So, you know, I was like, okay, let's do that, right? So I did that, and then the why kind of, I kind of graduated out of that, started working in these little boutique gyms, um, which was interesting, right? Kind of learned how to run a business and how not to run a business. Oh, you'll find it in those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of how not to in those. Met a lot of great people. (laughs) Um, I mean, just really generous people wanting to, you know, help me grow, teach me to grow. And then at one point, it just dawned on me that people were coming for me and I had something to offer that was special and I could kind of maybe do this in my own space and not have to, you know, 
really work for anyone else. I felt confident enough that I could just start my own thing. And really what I started recognizing is that people needed the coaching. They needed the psychology piece, which I could bring to the table along with the training. Well, it's a lot more than people just think about it as accountability, but there's a lot more to it than that, as you've said. So that's, if they're hungry for that, you're going to spot that right away. Yes. Yes. And people are hungry for it. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's so much misinformation. You know, it's, it's like I said, when you hear somebody say coach, and you know, oh, yeah, sure, you bought this thing and now you're an expert. Mm-hmm. But I think when people start to trust what you're telling them and you have good information and you can pass that along and they see that you did it yourself. Right, right. You know, sure. it, it's it's right there in front of them. They don't they don't question it as much. No, it's and I think you're right. trust a bald barber. Well, thing. yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what's he going to do about that? I don't really know. I don't know. <laughs> And I think, I think you really said something there, you know, being trustworthy as a client, I, I have had to lose weight. You know, I know what that feels like. I gained 90 pounds three different times. Um, I have had to cure myself of, you know, really inflammatory disease through my nutrition. And I've learned how to get down and dirty and really do that. And you did not do it overnight. No. It took a very long time. And I'm still, I mean, it's still. And it's an ongoing thing, right? Uh, uh, absolutely. It's, it's a, like you said before, it's a lifestyle change. I know people get sick of hearing that, but, and we say that a lot on here, but it really is. You're changing your life in a way that alters how you think about things. Absolutely. And that's an always easy thing to do. So here's, all right, so we're going to, where are we? What time are we at? Have we hit the half mark yet? You're getting there, yeah. Are we getting there yet? All right, well, this is a good time. Give us a little commercial for your, tell us about your, your wellness. Tell us about what you, what you have to offer in like a 30 second elevator pitch. What what would you tell people? Somebody walk up and ask what you do to inspire people to, who might want to call you. It's the holidays. It's the cocktail party. It's the cocktail party speech. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Cocktail party speech. Okay. So tell us what you do. I'm clocking you now. You have 30 seconds. I should completely have this already done in my head, but I really don't. So, um, I don't know. Maybe I, as a coach, as a health coach, um, I'm a relationship builder. You know, I I want people to be able to be so comfortable with me. They tell me the ins and outs of what they are doing, and they know what's not working for them. And then we rebuild habits and look at the habit research. We look at their behaviors specifically to build new habits to, to replace the old ones that aren't serving them. Um, and that comes down to, you know, um, like I work through a network, um, a framework that I use is the a health compass. So if you think of the compass north being nutrition and south being sleep and east being exercise and movement, they're different and you need both. And then west would be like worry and stress reduction. Mm-hmm. And when you kind of have a flow of those things happening, wellness, I think, can be achieved. So that's the framework that I use. So who is who are you pitching to? Who who should call you? Who should call me? Yeah. Um, young mamas should call me. Old mamas should call me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, like I said, you know, my, my I, I used to really hone in with women, but I've been working with a lot of middle aged men recently, um, and it's it's very comfortable for us. It's not uncomfortable. Um, with the coaching, I do mostly um, mostly men. Okay. Do you feel that uh, a lot of people come to you when they've had some kind of a 
health scare or like a drastic event where that's they have like an aha moment and they're like oh my gosh i really need to do something actually um with the autoimmune i kind of have a specialized area with that autoimmune coaching um nutrition is such an important part and piece to that puzzle Mm -hmm. so i do often see people with autoimmune diseases and they do, you know, they just don't know where to start. They're scared about taking medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they just don't know, they don't know enough about um, the gut biome and how to, you know, how to recreate a healthy gut bacteria. A lot of people don't know that, you know, our moods, our serotonin levels are related to that, the gut and the brain uh, relationship. Um, so, yes, I do, I do think that um, occurs. And I often see people after a divorce. Oh, well, yeah, that's a big life change for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, us old middle-aged guys got to look a lot better <laughs> if we're going to compete with everybody else out there after something like that. That's hard. You gotta it be is kidding hard. me. Um, well, so, that's the kind of thing that makes you question your self-esteem. Some a, a major relationship change like that. Yes, absolutely. Just because she took all my furniture and the cats, what are you saying? <laughs> she left you one cat. I got one cat. That's a whole other matter. Um, <laughs> So here's some here's some of the fun questions we have. Oh, so that's the okay. serious stuff. Okay. And we're going to talk about the holiday eating here yes, in a minute. So yes. that's that's coming up next. But it's kind of like uh, how we do on the TV show where we put the food thing at the end so people will watch okay. the whole show. Okay. We're going to talk yeah. about that last. Like so right. Don't tell them oh, the TV a secret. Secrets. It's the reason the milk is in the back of the store. People need to just get it. Oh, um, people know that. I've heard uh, the, the irony. That. Do you want to know something real, though? The mechanics of that is because the... the the, cooler the cooling systems the the had to be on the back of the uh, back wall. Yeah, that's sure. how it really started. But then marketing guys like me figured out, hey, <laughs> they have to walk past no, that's everything. The reason you that the milk and the bread are on opposite, opposite sides. Corners. Yes, there you go. But if you're the two things. Free, so you you don't have the that. Bread, no so gluten, no lactose. You're, <laughs> these guys are right not making money from any of us right now. So here's one of the fun questions. So what's on your night nightstand? Your night table. Oh my! Right now. Yeah, right this minute. Okay. What's on um, your night table? Leave out stuff that's, you know. We're not going to go check. Right? So, <laughs> I like this question. Okay. Um, probably some dust. Let's be real. Oh, there's always dust. And then. We assume um, there's dust. I am in this habit of drinking um, out you of really these 32 drink oh. ounce uh, mason jars, <laughs> uh, mason jar bottles of water. So okay. I keep one. Um, by my night table on my nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> it's not white wine. <laughs> it's moonshine. It's, it's in a mason jar. It's in a mason jar. Did you get that from my grandfather? Yeah, 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 he brought it in. And then let's see what else. Uh, I think there's a picture frame of my um, my parents um, and myself for my wedding. And then I have, I always keep a roller bottle of Thieves. Do you know what that is? don't know what that is. So Thieves. I try to keep Thieves out of my house. Thieves is interesting. It's a um, it's essential oil blend um, okay. of five. It's eucalyptus, rosemary, clove, cinnamon bark, and lemon. And the combination is. I would just sneeze the whole thing. No, you wouldn't. It's amazing. It is delicious. It, um, it's a huge immune support. So with my autoimmune disease, I can really easily pick up you know flu, strep, all that kind of vir- viral and bacterial infections. So you roll it down your spine and on the bottoms of your feet um, as often as you really can and want to. Um, I keep one in my car, too, before I go into buildings such as this or banks or schools or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, um, yes, thieves. Um, and also a roller bottle of lavender and cedar wood, which are uh, two different essential oils that are known to promote sleep. Um my daughter, we make these linen sprays of lavender, mm-hmm. so I have that and spray my pillows. Um, I have heard of that before. 
Let's see. There's a copy of um, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. You know, I just downloaded that yeah, to my audio book. People keep talking about that. You Are a Badass Every Day. Sorry. Yeah. I, I have both, but I think the blue one, Every Day, is on my, on my nightstand right now. That's and on my Audible. I haven't started I, listening to it I think that's, yeah. that's everything. That's oh, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Big nightstand. <laughs> Big nightstand. <laughs> Bizarre question. Is there a chapstick nearby? No, no. That's unusual. No. Everybody has a chapstick. She's the first one that doesn't have some a kind of a lip balm of some kind no. is always there for whatever reason. No. Mine's in a drawer. Other people's just laying there. One was in a tray of a or oh, was a broken lamp on somebody's. I forget who had <laughs> she that. She said she liked the lamp and didn't want to didn't want to move, move the lamp, so that was the burnt lamp was broken. Do you? That's a weird one. I, <laughs> oh, what about the other question? You want to ask her that now? Or you wait? should ask. No, you should ask her that one now because we're all, we're going ahead. We're heading into food. Okay. Okay. Uh, what is on your pizza? Oh, golly. Do you eat pizza? Um, I love pizza. And I She's have. She's Italian. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so gluten and cheese are not my friends. But <laughs> your family still talks to you and you're gluten free and Italian. Because everything is. <laughs> so true. So cauliflower unusually has now become, you know, I mean, you could build a house out of it apparently, you right? The, I mean, we you make, make the everything. crust out of cauliflower and yeah. everything. Yeah, okay. So, um, so let, let's assume that it's the, the yeah. crust is yeah. what you can have. So I like all the vegetables. What do you want on the top? I Just like, cover it. Uh, yeah, I like all the peppers, the roasted peppers. I like the mushrooms. I like the olives. Artichoke spinach is my favorite food ever. Mm. I've been that way since I was little, thank goodness. You like need I, a psychiatric evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really I love all the veggies. Yeah, give me all the veggies. Artichokes, you name it. Love it. So you are probably in the pro-pineapple side. Um, I'm not a fan of like hot fruit. Pineapple. See, See, there you go. I don't agree with hot fruit either, unless it's in some sort of pie baked. Pineapple does not belong on a pizza. This is a running thing on the show. Is is pineapple does not belong. It just kind of happened that way. (laughs) But pineapple does not belong on the pizza. She's anti-pineapple. Yeah, I would never. I would never order pineapple on my pizza. Uh, so let's let's talk about our our big topic. Here really quickly. We don't we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but the main purpose of our discussion today Mm -hmm. is the holidays are coming and one of the things that we run into and i actually just wrote a piece about this not long ago is about how uh we tend to fall off the wagon so to speak during the holidays and we don't eat right and if we're cooking there's issues that come with that and how do you help somebody or what what can you what advice can you give to somebody who needs to stay focused through all the the family the dinners and, and uh, right. Thanksgiving and right. Christmas is coming and Hanukkah, whatever things you're mixing up with, why do you, what can you do to, to mitigate some of that? So this is a really great topic to discuss this time of year because we're getting ready to go into the heat of it, but really it's already started. Oh yeah. So I talk <laughs> to clients about first, I think it begins with Halloween. You know, if you have kids in your house, all of a sudden you I have didn't even think about five pounds Ooh, of chocolate, of right? Like my daughter, give it away, so I don't... my daughter got five and a half pounds of chocolate this year. Wow. That's, or not chocolate, candy, candy right? Yeah. So in years past, I've made them like count out 60 pieces and we're donating the rest of the troops. So, you know, and I get a little oh, more laid go. back every year, but that's when it starts. It starts at Halloween, right? And then all of a sudden... You know, if you and, and sugar is sugar is very addictive. I mean, we know the research points that it is addic- as addictive to us as cocaine. Mm-hmm. And so, when you start breaking down those walls and you're allowing that into your system, you need it. You sniff it out. You know, I know that when I watch my kids and they haven't had sugar for a couple of days and they go into that pantry and they're 
They're like sniffing <laughs> for it. You know, they're looking for cereal. They're, they're looking for like anything, right? Yes, because it's addictive. Like, I saw a Pop-Tart back behind this thing a long time <laughs> Oh, ago. no, no Pop-Tarts. <laughs> but let's be honest. I mean, if you have a house and you don't ever bring in food like that, mm-hmm. what are they going to do when they get to their friend's house who has food like that? Right. They're just going to gorge and binge. So people always ask me like, what, you know, what do you do for, we definitely allow treats in our house because my kids need to know and have the skills for how to manage that. Right. Just like when they go to the Christmas party. So to answer your question, I think it starts at Halloween and now we're, you know, heading in, this is the week before Thanksgiving, cocktail parties and meetings and little things are already starting to happen. Everybody starts to bring baked goods to everything. Yes. Like last week. Yes. We didn't bring cookies to everything, but this week we've decided right. we bring cookies right. to everything. Everything. So are, here, here's something. Are we going to have a carry-in yeah. at our office? <laughs> you, you should. Both what, of us and the are cat. You, are you bringing peanut butter and jelly? That's all I do. Or macaroni I don't know how to, and cheese. I can't make macaroni and cheese unless it's microwave macaroni and cheese. I'm going to get a grilled cheese sandwich. That's what we're I'm doing. really good at, my dad loves my grilled cheese sandwiches. I really don't, That's but awesome. he loves them. That's so awesome. I have to make the grilled cheese. Yes, so, especially so. if he likes them. Yes. I was just thinking about, you know, that because you've got the office, I interrupted you and I know you'll be able to get right back yeah, on track, course, but the course. office parties. She's got three yeah. kids. She can do like, Oh, I know. That's what I, <laughs> that's and what I figured it was going to be. she's got a big Italian family, she's like me. Forget about it. five conversations in her head, just tracking each one. You're that way anyway, though. That's. Usually they're all with myself. Yes. Very strange. (laughs) Go ahead. We've derailed you enough. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. But you mentioned the office parties. And, you know, when I talk with families about holidays, you know, like uh, my sister married into this huge family and they're beautiful and lovely and they get together every Sunday. So cool. I mean, who does that in America anymore? They all get along. Oh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> at least while they're together yes, at that yes. meal. So one of their traditions, and it's beautiful, and I'm not suggesting that it's not. This is a very common tradition for many families is like the cookie exchange, right? right? Do we all really need six, six dozen cookies? And yeah. like you make six dozen cookies, you make six. Yes. And we all come, we exchange, we leave and go home, right? Yeah. So I talk to families about <laughs> starting. Ones? Oh, yes. Right. Then yes, we all need right. those cookies. <laughs> starting new traditions, you know, does mm-hmm. does the tradition have to be around bad food? You I can know? bring them a coconut. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Everybody See? gets six coconuts. Everybody gets six coconuts. <laughs> I love it. And Throw them at you got to figure out how to get them open. This one. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, starting new traditions that maybe don't evolve around food, like Christmas caroling or mm-hmm. going out and seeing the lights or, you know, um, like we no do hiking. Oh, we do have a tradition. I forgot which. The go to the Carillon. That's not a. That's not a weird tradition. Not, Take the whole family. We go to the. We go to the Carillon Park and and, and that's Carillon what, Historical that's Park. For those of you not in Dayton, around. Ohio. Yes. No, yes. I'm pushing Dad in a wheelchair. So yeah, it's healthy for me. <laughs> You're getting your workout. Everybody's I'm getting my workout. Around in the cold. The rest of you are walking around, and I'm trying to convince the 13 year old to go up in the top of the tower and look out the place, and he's terrified and holding onto the rails like someone's going to throw him no. over, and we're only two steps up. No, that was me. Oh, right. So, <laughs> so if you have, if you've got that, I mean, between the 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 carry-ins and the in the the family traditions, the the six cookies. How do you break that? I mean, because if you change that in the middle, especially the peer pressure of family, mm-hmm. sure, is sure. way worse than at, at work. Why did you just bring you know Doritos? Right, well, I, I understand that, and I don't think you know something too that we all have to just recognize is that you know it's okay to have a cookie. 
Mm-hmm. It's okay to have six, right? I mean, sixty though is when it gets to that's be. That's when it gets. You know, or you're taking the whole box home, and, right? And you know if it's right. sitting there, yes, you're yes. gonna do something with it. Absolutely. <laughs> so you know, as these treats come into your home, think about who you can give them out to, right? Yes. Like, no, I'm not Maybe kidding. You like, could make it a tradition of everybody bakes cookies and you donate them to a homeless shelter, right? Or yes, because that's what we want to do: make fat homeless people. Well, you know, how about giving them real food? Treats, <laughs> Can so. we give them real food? But I think too, you know, I think I think they do deserve the real food for sure, and a treat. Mm-hmm. You know, who doesn't? And firefighters and police officers, you right. can take them to those houses, go. or you know, send them to the troops or whatnot. But again, you know, not stopping. Like I said before, don't, don't starting kill it, just new habits. Alter right. it somehow. Right, just starting new habits. So like how I talked about how my family, we hike on Thanksgiving. You know, um, there is a science behind, it's called Shinrin-yoku. It's a Japanese forest bathing. And there's a lot of research that supports how being out in nature, that's a huge part of what I do with my clients, is talk about getting out in nature. You know, forest bathing, um, it decreases, you know, your, I, I mean, heart rate and it it helps with high blood pressure and um, stress reduction is the holidays um, for a lot of people are not just about food it's about stress you know Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many women I coach through I mean it's it's a very difficult time and then you know the stress of managing a house and you're wanting everything to look like better homes and gardens and your food has to be perfect and the gifts and the it's all Martha Stewart's fault yeah and Martha (laughs) damn her right and then why do I have to whittle my own cups what is going on here (laughs) and emboss them and and then you have grieving families as well so it can be a really difficult time for a lot of people and so you know, getting through the stress of that. So I guess, you know, to talk about how to stay on track during the holidays, to get back to the question and how do you navigate through that? You know, I think food is definitely one topic, but I think stress reduction and, you know, helping your stress and anxiety and finding ways, you know, whether that's soaking in an Epsom salt bath with some lavender essential oil or hiking in the woods or taking, you know, more yoga classes, like something I talk to clients about, you know, look at your calendar right now. You already have how many parties and how many dinners scheduled. But how many yoga classes do you have? How many strength training classes do you have? Research shows that people who stick with exercise for decades, right, decades, like true exercisers, what do they do? What do they do that that someone who doesn't exercise isn't doing? They, um, They do it first thing. They get it done because life gets in the way. So they do it early. Mm -hmm. They typically do it with someone. So they're meeting a trainer or they're meeting a friend. There's a social piece to it. They're meeting someone out in public. we're doing that part right. We are doing that part right. Yeah, good. That's good. (laughs) Well, for the most part, I I tend to bike by myself. And do you like biking? I do. Cycling is like my thing. It's your jam, That's what I do, yeah. So people, when they research... people who stick with exercise do something they love. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a yoga class, but you hate it, guess what? You're not going to stick with it, right? right? But if you love got dragged, your Peloton but... bike, then, you know, <laughs> now you that's miss your it jam. When you don't get to go. So. I can't ride the fake bikes. Yeah. I got to be on a real one. And then the and last thing what, is um, it has to be um, convenient, mm-hmm. right? You're not going to get on the highway and drive 20 minutes to the gym when it's six degrees outside. And there is a huge thing for people is yeah. that is that convenience level mm-hmm. because if it's not if it's not right there or on the way home from work or something, it's not gonna get done. Absolutely. Other, like Especially you said, life when you gets get in the busy way. with other right. activities in this time of the year, people get more that's probably one of the things that's gonna slip away 
pretty easily if you're not enjoying it. You're well, if you throw in the normal stress, now throw in holiday stress. Right. right. And activities, you, were talking about you know. The, the, just... All the places you got to be, especially if you got kids and there's the mm-hmm. school stuff and there's this and there's that. And in our, because we talk, I mean, you know, our one of our focuses on caregivers, if you're having to deal with an elderly family member or yes. a disabled child or whatever it happens to be, you've got some special needs person in your life, you have to be able to make that work. Um, Julie mentioned we go to the park and, and walk through their Christmas decorations mm-hmm. and all that. But that's an everybody thing, and it is a challenge. It's I'm hard. Certain it is. you got to get everybody there. But once you're there, mm-hmm. it's the getting there and getting out that's yeah. the tough part. You enjoy um, it when you're there. Yeah, it's, it's worth the time. But I think that's that level of, what's the word, um, the, the, that built-in stress that we have every day, and then it's exacerbated by, oh, Grandma wants us to be there at 3, but I really don't want to be there until 4. And just that mm-hmm. stuff just gets nutty. And if you have a family that can bump heads during the holidays, mm-hmm. then you don't mm-hmm. really want to go. And then that's, right. yeah. that adds to more alcohol problems, more, I mean, it's, <laughs> the, the more sugar intake, the thing, I just need to leave. I don't want to be here anymore. So that all, you have to think of all of that, right? I mean, it all plays into it. That's absolutely Probably true. Really good time in the middle of one of those family arguments to take a hike around the block yeah, or need something. to do some forest bathing. <laughs> just find <laughs> one tree in somebody's just backyard. Just hang out back it. there for a while. That's why that's, well, that's, that's the kind of thing that I think people don't, don't remember when it's time for this. And, and I was going to ask, this is a sort of part of this. Okay. What about when somebody who's done really, really well over a couple of years and then something knocks them off the wagon? Like me right now. Are you having that <laughs> yeah, issue? Yeah. So how do you get back yeah. on? Um, it's a decision, right? So when I say like me right now, I, um, did something to my shoulder months and months and months ago and you know, I'm getting older. Um, (laughs) yes I am. And I'm feeling it. And so something, you know, I'm a runner, I'm an athlete. I, you get these tweaks as you get older and you just kind of rest them. Mm -hmm. And with rest, I've always been lucky enough that things get better and I get right back on the horse and, you know, I'm eight, nine months into this resting game and something is not, not right. right. So my if, horse turns into an old nag if I'm not careful. It just sort yes, of sway yes, back. And, yeah, <laughs> I think my horse is dead. So <laughs> I went and got the MRI so that I had the data. And um, I have psoriatic arthritis. So I just have an extreme amount of inflammation. But because I chose to rest it for so long, I was actually finding myself holding my arm like it was in a sling and using uh-huh. my left hand for things. Yep. That's when I realize something's really bad um because i rested you do those it. things subconsciously and yes like, yeah, well, your body's taking care of itself it. yeah. right you know it's saying that hurts don't do that yes self, so right self-preservation yes takes yeah so adhesion now has been created Uh-oh. and so anyway long story short i went got the mri now i have the data now i'm seeing a fabulous physical therapist and um and in my head i have to say yo your legs aren't broken Mm-hmm. You know, everything else works. Right. Yeah. You can right. go for a run. You can do core work. You can do ab work. You can, mm-hmm. you know, I love yoga. I Try love swimming. It's very low. Yeah. Impact. Right. Right. Well, the range she of motion <laughs> could really do that. But, oh, you know, yeah. you have to find you have to. It's a decision. Right. I decided that I was broken. Mm-hmm. And now I am deciding that I need to get out of this funk because well, you've decided that you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think we all, you know, but so it's much really, is piled on. Really you know? good, easy to feel de- deciding that you're broken when it's like 
30 below and there's snow and it's gross. If it's 30 below here, we have a bigger problem than that. And we didn't. <laughs> 30 you know. degrees is what I meant. To okay, say. there you go. That's and it's <laughs> important for, for me as the quote unquote coach to share with you all in the audience that. You know, it happens to everybody. It happens to everybody. It ebbs and flows. You know, you go through these cyclical times where, you know, you're really jamming on your workouts and your nutrition. And then there's times and you just go through some funks and you have to allow yourself some grace. And, mm-hmm. you know, the holidays are coming up. I hope that everyone indulges in something that they feel is worth it. You know, whether that's, you know, grandma's apple pie or, you know, if you see like some store brought Danish, that's probably not going to be worth it. And you don't need a $3,000 Peloton machine. No, I mean, you can, you can do it with far less. You can do it with, I mean, I I work with my dad with just a resistance band. It's awesome. That's sometimes that's all we've got to work with, but Mm -hmm. still that helps out in keeping, it makes me do it. Yes. Too. You know, simplifies. Because it simplifies. Mm -hmm. It's something easier. And even just, um, I think when we run into the holiday season, especially, but, and, and I, I'm going to clarify this. It isn't just the Christmas holiday. It's, it's Valentine's week. It's, I mean, anywhere 4th of July where you're going to picnics and all that. I mean, we're talking about, because this is the biggest season for this stuff, but it applies all year. There's always something that will derail you. And I, as a school teacher or any of you who've worked in offices, I mean, you know, people bring stuff into the staff room. You know, we're ordering pizzas. We've got the sheet cake, right? <sighs> you know, Esther Price, because it's the holiday. I and mean, now you can win the golden ticket. You got to hold the golden I ticket. I saw that picture. So for those of you who are not in the Dayton market, you've probably seen Esther Price candies. It's based here. And they're doing a golden ticket, you know, Willy Wonka style, where you get to take a tour of their plant. Oh, that's fun. And so there was uh, the TV show that we are commonly on had the golden tickets. And you had a picture taken. Yeah, the well, I like rubbed myself with it. Wow, so like maybe lucky. you'll get it, right? <laughs> yeah. Lucky. Very cool. So no, Now they can't use that golden they ticket. They can't use that golden <laughs> ticket anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It. Um, so that's, so those are, those are all big pieces of this, of trying to maintain what you're doing. And is this a good time? I mean, we're, we're headed into that. I'm going to ask you the, the, the question that that I get a lot when I've been doing this stuff over the last couple of years is the new year's resolution. It's kind of nonsense, isn't it? I mean, you know, it may be a good time to make a decision, but that's not really the thing that's going to hold you to it. Yeah, I I would rather someone focus on creating habits than resolutions, right? I mean, we want this to stick, you know? And and again, a resolution like a goal has an end line. And and there's no end line here. You know, we're always evolving. We're always growing. We always want to get better at this, right? I mean, I could do better every day. I could do better. I know the science. I know the research. And every day I could do better. And I think that, you know, why wait until the new year, too? I know a lot of people talk about Rachel Hollis, if anybody's familiar with her, and Girl, Wash Your Face, and Girl, Stop Apologizing. But she um, is a big, I guess you would call, like, maybe a life coach or a media mogul or whatever. And she did this thing last year, I think it was, maybe it was two years ago, where, like, the last 90 days of the year, she had people, like, zone in on their goals like why are we going to wait until january 1 let's do this now and i think she started in september october i don't know maybe october or something like that and Sounds I, about right. yeah i didn't do it <laughs> but i thought I, I thought it was cool you know i mean i thought it was <laughs> why are we waiting it's a brilliant idea you know and so i mean is yeah. there a procrastination um piece of this too i mean isn't it just i'll do that tomorrow 
Absolutely. That's, that you figures know? in like, somewhere, well, I'm right? I'm just going to get through the holidays. Let me just get then, through the holidays and then I'll do better. Right. You know, and then I'll do better. Is it likely to stick if they start during the holidays? I, I actually would suggest that no one starts really anything new during the holidays, right? Just hone well, in on like... schedule's the, all out of whack, yeah, too. Yeah, just and hone in on the basics. You can't build a habit if you can't keep doing it. Right, like right. hone in on the basic things that you know to do. Drink your water mm-hmm. when you are mindful of it. And, you know, maybe if you're at a hot, you know, cocktail party, have a glass, you know, have a cocktail, have a glass of water, have a cocktail, have so, a glass of water, right? So something that's really, mm-hmm. that's a thought, too, is have that... three shrimp cocktails, not 30. <laughs> <laughs> not three shrimp cocktails three, three shrimp. shrimp well that's what I meant let's, <laughs> let's be clear three shrimp we got from people the depending shrimp on what we're telling you right now 30 pull three shrimp out and they're the jumbo ones so the side of a cat and you know you've got the really big shrimp which where is where are you buying shrimp big shrimp cat sized shrimp cat sized shrimp is a big shrimp um, so I'm, I'm gonna while we're doing this next question yeah because I have another question how are we doing on time are we good so far, so good. Okay. Near the end so this is why journey. I don't know what's going on. I like not knowing what's going on. It's I like how you keep saying it out loud, even though I'm all nice and quiet and surreptitiously well, it, that's writing been it down. I don't know if I saw that. I'm going to turn this around so we can. You're ruining my system. Now you can see what we look like in here, and you'll see part of this. Um, so what? What was your? I think the most. What's the most influential person in your life of this? Of of the oh. of the life of doing this. Wow, gosh, that's a huge question. Um, hmm. It doesn't necessarily be an influence in this. No, it, well, in I mean, in, in pushing this ahead, there there must be, you could do in general, but I was thinking based on what we've been talking about, mm-hmm. is there is there a person or a, a maybe a, it could be a, a person you know, it could be a historical figure, it could, I, don't, I don't know, anybody who's really made Abraham you really Abraham Lincoln got me really into kale. He did, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, I, I'm kind of stumped at that question. Um, we did it. We is, got I think you did. <laughs> is, is, there, is there one person that influences me to, to coach other people? Mm-hmm. To, do to do what I'm what doing? What you're doing? Is there a person? Yeah, I think it's me. Is it that so awful that's and the, selfish? That's the answer I was looking for, yeah. actually. I, I was curious if that was going to be the answer. I think it's me. I, I think it's me. I I don't know. I, I kind of feel selfish saying that, or I think like it's self-motivated, not selfish. Well, yeah, doesn't it good. have to be? I mean, at it's, some point, it has to be self-motivated, doesn't it? You've got to you got to keep yourself going. You do, you do, yeah. you do. And I mean, we're, you are the only person who's going to do it. No one's going to do this for you. And right. someday, you're not going to be able to move your body. Mm-hmm. Someday, you're not going to be able to cook your own meals. And right now. You know, hopefully you have the health in your life and you value that health because, you know, let's let's value our health and wellness rather than being sad about our illness. Right. You know, I mean, we have options every day, no matter, you know, every time we choose to eat or drink, we're choosing to support our health or support our wellness. Right. And so we have that choice. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of was embarrassed to maybe suggest myself, but I think I am for me, you know, I, I know what it was like to be in that horrible place where, you know, I, I was so ill and depending on medication and, you know, who's to say that I wouldn't be back there or need medication or, 
you know, or that I have, you know, tried times where medication for my autoimmune diseases were, were completely necessary. Mm-hmm. But I think so much And there is it, no silver bullet for things like this. Right. I mean, that's, that's right. got to be a combination of Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it is a combination of things. And so, you know, recognizing what you can control, mm-hmm. what is in your realm of control, and taking control of that, um, I think... You know, I think that's inspiring that for myself that I was able to do that for me. And I hope to inspire other people to, to recognize the power that they, they do have within themselves to create those changes and to find that identity. You know, every day we wake up and we get to decide who we want to be. And we can change that at any point. And every day if you wake up and you decide this is who I am, this is who, you know, this is what I want to be, then you do the things that a person like that Mm -hmm. does, and then you have the results you're looking for. And that's a long-term commitment to that. Absolutely. It's a change of your life. For sure. What would you say, um, since we're all about caregivers here, what would you say is the best way to, if you want to get other people in your family or in your household to join you move out <laughs> no no i was trying to say to, move them out to help motivate them if if you're doing something and you want them to also do it like you see that you're feeling good and you want to you know share that with other people is there something you say to them or you just start making them kale casseroles or i mean <laughs> like do you have a strategy for that that's a great question because i think i i do i think um Ultimately, you don't ever want to make people feel badly for the choices that they're making. So Mm -hmm. it's really important to recognize that first is that, you know, whatever you're doing, kudos to you, but don't make other people feel badly for the decisions that they're making. I know in my own personal family with, you know, the dynamic of my husband and my sister and my mother and all of that, you know, there were times in my life where, you know, it was brought up to me that maybe I was so focused on my stuff that maybe they were, they were feeling badly Mm -hmm. and that's on them. Mm -hmm. I, you know, all I can do is just encourage them. And so to answer your question, I think modeling Mm -hmm. and continuously, like, feverishly never giving up walk the walk walk do the walk do the thing yeah. and then all of a sudden my husband who I've been with since I was 16 mm-hmm. is now walking the walk I mean it took years I mean he's, he'll eat anything I cook mm-hmm. but now you know he's a he's a road warrior kind of he's on the on the go he's in his car he drives he's got the whole state of Ohio wow. and now he packs a cooler you know, where Wendy's used to be his go-to. Yeah. And now he has, you know, apples and almonds and, um, you know, epic clean beef bars and RX bars for those emergencies, but hard-boiled eggs and, you know, Carrot fresh vegetables. And, and, you know, he knows guacamole is a better option than French onion dip. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, he's, he's seen it. He's learned it. He's been taught it. He's been, you know, educated. And, and the modeling in the home... It was kind of cool. My um, 16-year-old son is a very big-time athlete at the travel baseball elite team. He went to, like, 12 states this summer and a lot of, like, coming off the field at midnight and nowhere to eat. But, like, what a burger in Houston and, you know, like, not good food. And he came home feeling ick. And he looked at me and he said, I'm going to do, like, three months no sugar. His decisions. That is quite 
on a road haul like that, I have I have a 24 year old who is now a professional hockey player. Cool. And they live on garbage. Oh, I know. He's better now. Okay, good. Because <laughs> he has he's he's getting older. and yeah, you, you these, can't lose it so quickly anymore. These athletes have well, to fuel their bodies. Starting to cook a little bit more for. He is. So. Yeah, he's handling. He's, he's handling because well. it's real. He's got a you know it's a job now. Yeah. It, in it's, high school, it was right. the thing you did. Right. But and now after five is, years or something, fast food is way more expensive too. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, that's fabulous. Tonight. So here's a here's another fun question and we're going to be wrapping up here pretty soon um yeah. so we've freaked you out yet no oh i, I can handle excellent all right question. here we go Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not about my bathroom counter is it oh no that's a oh disaster. that's a good one <laughs> don't, don't give him advice that's a good one what's <laughs> under the counter is <laughs> when you open the door under the sink no, what's if you have a vanity clearly what's no in there? one looks under there because the things that collect under there i have i have grocery bags and a wire coat hanger Oh, that's scary. An opened up wire coat hanger. It. It's for snake in the drain. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> no, my Thank question. Thank you for explaining that because people the, were really You needed to know why there was a coat hanger. No, I already coat knew. But um, what, I think there's like two hair dryers underneath our kitchen counter. What is a hobby that you have that people would be surprised by? Interesting. Um, surprised by. This is a hard question if I got it because every hobby I ever had, I turned into a job. Same. Constantly telling people about them. Same. True, right? It's true. Yeah, everybody knows about everything. Right. I mean, that is true. And every hobby I've ever had has been a job. Turned into something you like doing, right? so you turn it into a career. Career, yeah. I can definitely say that. Like, I can't ever go work out at a gym because I'll just end up working there. Mm. So can't do that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, hobbies. So hobbies... I have a lot of hobbies that I think you would probably expect. Like I love, like, so I talked about the forest bathing. I love to be in the woods. Um, I love so to like camp. like hiking, camping, yeah. all the outdoor kayak. stuff. Kayak. I mean, I would not be happier than to be in a forest or on a kayak. So you're pretty predictable when it comes to this uh, stuff. Nothing yeah. too far out of the... Um, I love music, right? I mean, I'll listen to like dirty rap. I'll listen to anything Okay, in the that's it. There's a... That's the one right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's... Trash she, rap she is definitely not something like I would... She a trucker, so yeah. you know the lyrics come from... Well, I think truckers are embarrassed by that kind of music Not the sometimes. new rap. The, not the, the new, new stuff rap. is not like... No, no. But I like the old... Nothing past like nineteen. 1999 and yeah, before. Dr. Dre, yeah. Tupac, right? Wow. Okay. Yeah, Biggie Smalls. That's definitely across the line. Yeah. Original Queen Latifah from when she used to wear the big hat. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. See Elliot. Yes. Love it. Okay. <laughs> Dirty we've rap. Lo- we've lost. Jerry. Closest I got is MC Hammer, and I, you know, I got rid of those pants years ago, so I can't do a typewriter. It's painful. Um, that's pretty good. So, how do people find you? Tell us how to get a hold of you. We're going to put all this stuff on the website. There'll okay, be a fantastic. little a thing with all the details yes. on the buzz on the uh, on the uh, the uh, page for this. But um, and then you're going to give us a blog to put out there too. So we'll have something there Sounds that excellent. you want to do. Yes. But tell us anyway, so the people just listening can go find it right away. You bet. Um, you can find me at Jesse Weitzel Health and Wellness on Facebook. That is my uh, business page, and then on Instagram, it's just Jesse Weitzel. I do not have a running website i know i should i've been in business where's for my so business long. card you need to pass that over i have a business card <laughs> but i do not have a running website um reason being i um just kind of work off a referral and word of mouth and it has kept you know well, it's going to be better for you isn't it, it I, people I that it, really right? say they want to do it it's not something you yes. market to people if absolutely they, if they know you're there and they want the service right. they're going to know how to find and it. my services are interesting because i don't i don't have a program I have a 
you know, you don't I, have a seven secrets to losing forty pounds in two days. Everybody's so what's our wrong with you? Thirty nine ninety nine. Convenience. Yes. <laughs> Payments. Yes. So you know, um, and you also get tens night. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, that's that's exactly it. That's where you find me: Instagram I'm, and Facebook. I'm going to read a couple of the reviews you've okay. had okay. on Facebook, okay. so Thank people you. can see this. This is actually one of my favorite ones. It's so simple. Listen to her. Stay on top of what she's doing, and you will feel better. Well, oh, that's really yeah, they don't get simpler than that. Right. That's that's nice. And then someone spoke about your whole 30 group you mentioned. Okay. That uh, you were totally hands-on, and it was a great resource to get through days when this person needed inspiration. Highly recommend you if you want your life to be different. Very nice. That's a big deal. Is there a review from Dr. Dre on there? <laughs> I don't have any Dr. Dre reviews, although <laughs> we, need to, totally we cool, need to though. send this to those folks so they can all see that they've got a, a very unusual fan out here that's just like, um, she walks in, put down that 40, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, is there anything you'd like people to know as we wrap up here? Anything you'd like them to know that you don't get to say on TV or in things you do, but something that might, what is your, your 10 word inspiration for people for the next? Damn, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, on the spot. Um, I don't ask gosh. hard, I don't ask easy I questions. Gonna I only ask hard I was going to ask what her favorite cartoon was, but you got to go I and be difficult. I spent too many years as a reporter. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it so too easy. Help me again. Ask me again. My 10 word. Your 10 word inspiration for people. So like if she had a bumper sticker, what would if it you, be? Okay. There you go. I like that. What would your 10 word answer be to people who are lost? Like what would what would you inspire them with? You don't have to actually make it 10 words. I mean, understood. Yeah. Understood. Gosh, I mean so many like things are in my head right now, but um Jeopardy music. Like yeah. I guess I'm We have game show music. We do. Yeah. <laughs> Just that you have the power to create the life that you're seeking. Like we all have the ability you know if you if you need to slow down then cut something out of your life you know if you if you need to move more then you know you, you again you have the power to create the life you're seeking if, if you need to move more find a friend that needs to move more too and and make a plan you know convenience social right we talked about that doing it early mm-hmm. you know if exercise and movement if you've got that jam down but you're not sleeping Right, you have the power to create that change. You know, shut down, start shutting down at a certain time. Set alarms on your phone. Have your family know that you need support in this. Put the phone away. Put the phone away. <laughs> Amen. Like I have to charge mine and my bathroom because Otherwise, I'll get lost. I just start reading articles about health, wellness, and you know, it's two in the morning. So we have the power to create the change. And so it's not goals that we're seeking, it's systems we're trying to create. You know, we fall, we fail to the levels of our goals, we rise to the levels of our systems. That's James Clear, Atomic Habits, he's, he's brilliant. But yeah, we, we have the power. The power is within you to create anything you want in your life. You know, I have an 11-year-old daughter, I have a 16-year-old son, a 13-year-old boy. They, there's nothing that they cannot go after. You have that. You have. You have to just believe it. Just believe that. You know, we have the, we have the ability to do so much more than we think than we're capable of. That's pretty good. Yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know how to 
I don't know what else to that. say after that. But you uh, tell, tell another bad joke. I won't ask any more bad, <laughs> uh, any more weird questions, or tell any more bad jokes. But I would, I do want to thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me. And, it's been a lot of fun. Um, it's very informative. Yes. It is. It's great. And if you have, uh, if you have questions for Jesse, please seek out her Facebook page. And uh, again, there will be links. If you're listening to this, go to the website uh, oldnerdinthegym.com. There will be other things we'll post w- with it. In case, because they do get separated sometimes. People find it on Spotify Mm -hmm. or wherever, and they listen to it there, and they don't ever see the website. So Jesse J E S S I E. Right, Uh, and so we will make sure that everybody knows about this. So thank you again. Thank you for having me. It's been my pleasure. And remind everybody that uh, thank you, Julie, for doing all of this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for helping me plug everything in. We did have a little technical (laughs) problem before we started today. Actually, it was me being extremely blonde and having. turned a knob down and i thought there was something wrong with the machine well yeah there, it was we fixed it but that was yes. that was what we do i'll tell um, i'll tell on myself the old nerd in the gym podcast is <laughs> is a production of gld enterprises communications and our producer and engineer is julie barth my name is cherry deer and we hope to see you again next time get up and get out there as we always say yes that's our thing i like it bye jesse bye, bye guys happy holidays. happy holidays happy holidays <laughs>This has been the Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness Podcast, a production of GLD Enterprises Communications. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Listen and subscribe on Buzzsprout, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And be sure to follow Old Nerd in the Gym Fitness on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more great content.